I am delighted now to be joined by a name that probably needs no introduction for, for many. It's the 1999 multi-platinum album writer Metropolis Blue. And he's a multi-award winner. He's worked with a catalogue of industry names. And the distinctions go on and on and on. Pleasure to be joined by Jack L, otherwise Jack Lukeman. How are you, sir? Hello, how you doing? It's funny, I was actually mentioned uh, the name here in the studio and I said Jack Lukeman and a few people were like, oh right, and I said Jack Ellen, they go, oh yeah! Um, so it's yeah. mad, that the alias definitely works for you. How did you just decide Jack L? Well, it was just when I was starting out at some stage, I was Jack L and I suppose in the 90s when we all got websites, uh, the name was already gone, Jack L, so I became Jack Lukeman, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Ireland, Jack L just kind of always stuck, and uh, but most of the records and that are all Jack Lukeman, and the website is Jack Lukeman. But you know, it's okay to remember that for either name, as yeah. long as I suppose people remember you. Exactly, as long as they get directed to that website, that's the most important thing. So we were just talking there about your voice, and I, I just have to ask, you know, because for everybody, it's it's a character thing. I know we were talking to Lyra a few months ago, and she sounds completely different to how she talks and sings. But you seem to have mm-hmm. this very distinctive voice that can not only stay low but can also go falsetto high and everything how did you find and lock in this distinctive sound for you vocally as a musician yeah i so i was just i'm a look, lucky that i was born with the gift of a voice that could have about four or five maybe octaves some days it depends on what time you catch me <laughs> what time it's um but uh yeah so as a kid you know i was lucky that i had a falsetto kind of a a voice and then when it broke everybody used to laugh when I would sing because my voice was so low and I was you know when I was a teenager in, I remember in, in uh, you know uh, music class uh, which we were lucky to do in school when I would sing people would uh, would laugh because my voice like, was like you know Darth Vader so um, <laughs> it was <laughs> so so thankfully uh, eventually I suppose it grew into the, the singing voice I have now and uh yeah, so it was, I just, I suppose I was just lucky, but I also had a great obsession and fascination with music uh, from the word go as well, and uh, desire to write songs. So uh, it all kind of came together, I suppose. I, was, I, I, I like to think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Definitely. I mean, it, as you say, the, there are gifts that you can be given and uh, if you're to use them is the key. So you're definitely using it for sure. And I was looking back on the kind of history of, of how you came into music and things like that. And I saw that you did uh, bohemian style busking across Europe when you were only really, from what I can discover here anyway, kind of just getting into music. And what just made you go, you know what, I'm going to take this and I'm just going to not only hit the road, but I'm going to hit the ocean. What made you do it? Well, it was just, you know, you grow up in a small town and you always want to get out of the place. Um, you know, over the years, you, you, you realize it's, uh, these are fantastic places to be. You know, you always kind of end up back there. But when you're younger, you want to get out of town and see the world. So, yeah, I went uh, when I was about 18 or 19. I went busking uh, around Europe. And um, I suppose that made me, gave me that quantum leap where you can see that you can actually survive as a musician. Mm. Uh, just about and um, from there you're able to you know go from being a street musician to get into studios and get into venues and I I came back to Dublin and uh, I started playing a place called the Dark Club which kind of became a a legendary kind of venue that would uh, you know we'd go on stage at 12 o'clock at night and it was one of those old 90s speakeasy kind of places and uh, so I kind of grew out of there and got on with on to places like the Olympia and the 
point. And um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a good, you know, busking is, is a great apprenticeship because it teaches you how to, uh, how to play, how to sing, how to draw a crowd, mm. you know. Um, and I suppose uh, how to survive as a, as a musician to get you, you know, up to the next level. That is interesting, all right. Yeah, and it's funny because some people will ask, you know, if they don't know music, let's say they'll come over and be like, oh, do you busk? It's be kind of become such a, like, culturally accepted and, and just, like, very interesting thing to people draw across because, I mean, you have huge names like Ed Sheeran and things like that who grew up exactly like that, just started really busking and then finding their sound and then just getting discovered. But then, as you say, you went into studios, you started hitting huge names and things like that. And then, as we said at the introduction, the multi-platinum album, Metropolis Blue, a serious success, particularly in the Irish music industry, but a massive success all around. Songs like Georgie Boy and Rooftop Lullaby. And I have to ask, do you still play them? Uh, yeah, I would play. Yeah, but, I mean, people, Georgie Boy would be one of the most uh, known songs. Uh, so I would, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I go through phases where I don't, I don't feel, if I don't feel like playing something, I don't. Hmm. But uh, it's always, uh, you know, it's a nice, um, nice one to play in the encores. And Rooftop Lullaby, I suppose, would be one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. So um i I'd, I'd still do that one as well yeah but when you've got like i mean i suppose nearly 15 albums at this stage you uh, you're always interested in the latest one which is called echo one which is coming out uh uh just about to come out and uh so i'm i suppose i'm that's the one but you, you know when, when you when you do gigs i wouldn't be uh i would be um compassionate towards the audience as regards not playing completely new stuff you know i think uh it's it's nice. I know why people are there. You know, they become because of the songs they know. And I don't. I love. I just love playing music. Music is its own reward. You know, playing it is just such a joy that uh, um, I, I don't mind playing old songs. Mm. And I mean, old is only totally in retrospect. We will definitely move on because I think like. I think it's brilliant how you found the success when you did with Echo One, which is coming out September 19th, this album that's coming up. If it's anything like your latest release that came out on August 5th, which was Sundogs in the Moonshine, I think we are in for a major treat. And I love the story of the inspiration behind Sundogs. And I'd love if you'd be able to tell us here, what was the inspiration for it? Well, well just to explain the title, Sundogs is a reference to sun worshippers, I suppose, and uh, uh, those people who travel around I suppose hunting the sun um, and make it their job uh, but uh, and uh, moonshine is a reference to full moon parties which you get in you know exotic places and beaches they'll have full moon parties where people will dance all night long uh, you don't even need a moon you, you can be a half moon party or a no moon party <laughs> it's just an excuse for a party but yeah. it, when I was locked up like everybody else, I was reminiscing about great old uh, trips uh, years ago, and uh, it was it, so. It's kind of about it, just a trip around Thailand and uh, um, dancing on the beach till the sun comes up. And uh, what uh, what what a great thing to do! Everybody should be doing that. Oh well, that's. I mean, if you have the weather for it, Jack, I think that's really uh, <laughs> you're able to get away with it. I think we would be too if we had the spirit. We'll find any excuse to have a party. I'd like to think, but it's such a great song. Is that reflected throughout the whole album? Take us kind of on a journey right now. Before this comes out, what can we expect from Echo On? Well, yeah, there's a nice variety of stuff on it, and we've got one called "The Battle of the Hawthorn Trees," which is a kind of a big old epic. A romantic song and uh, it was kind of inspired by the resilience of nature you know Sam again locked up looking out the window 
and seeing the hawthorn tree go from the black skeleton that it is in the winter to the beautiful white angel that it becomes in the summer. So that was a great picture of resilience for me. So I wrote this big, uh, I suppose, epic um, ballad uh, to go along with that. And uh, something like, you know, so there's a lot of big up songs, um, uh, stuff like... uh, uh, the Anchor, which is a very popular song, and uh, another one called I've Forgotten, which uh, is kind of about the amnesia that we all had mm. uh, when we all came back out again trying to remember how to talk to people. And <laughs> <laughs> um, So there's a few interesting tunes on it. The theme, Echo On, the song is uh, uh, my uh, musical partner uh, uh, died suddenly before we uh, started to make the album. Uh, Derry Cronin was his name. So that's kind of... Uh, dedicated to him it's about how music will echo his music will echo on forever um so yeah it's a very uh you know it's, it's, i suppose it's quite a, a, a deep album but it's uh it's, it's quite a lot of fun as well and uh, a lot of great music on it uh I work with duncan maitland who's a great producer and uh i think we uh, got some uh, lovely versions of of the songs Oh, well, that's fantastic. And I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful homage to Derek Ronan, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. And let's talk then about the big kahuna, the giant event coming up on the 25th of November. You're playing in the three arena. How are you feeling going into it? Well, it's obviously very exciting. I haven't uh, really done a proper gig in Ireland uh, in a while. Uh, I did a few around the lockdown, but coming out of it, because, you know, I was doing a lot of live streams and, you know, they were kind of hitting 100,000 people. I thought I'd do some big gig when I came out. So, And then it was 25 years of making music, and uh, so I wanted to do something to release the album, celebrate the 25 years and the resilience of music and... Uh, been lucky enough to have uh, 25 years and all these albums and all these experiences and you know playing with all these people and uh, meeting all these people and all the great people who have followed me like a, a football team and follow me around the world and stuff so it's a uh, it's a celebration of all those things uh, on the 25th of November in the Tree Arena um, so yeah <laughs> this, I'm I'm in the middle of just uh, working out the set and working with the band and putting it all together. So that's always uh, exhilarating. I'd say so. And so tell me now, what would you say to someone who just cannot wait, like like they're, the second the tickets go on sale, they're like, oh, I'm getting them, you know, and they're really into it. What can you tell them? What, what can they expect? Well, I suppose uh, it being a, 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 to celebrate 25 years, I've been uh, doing it this long and I think I'm, I think I might know how to do it at this stage and I think I might have a, a good canon of songs at this stage. I mean, when you start out, it's always a thing if you don't have a set big enough, you know, when you release your first yeah. album, you've only got 10 songs and you're try- you need like 15 or so for it. I, so it's great to be at a point where you have too many songs mm. and <laughs> it's um, it's just fantastic. Uh, it, I'm just, you know, it, I, I love performing. It's, it's where I suppose uh, it's the most enjoyable part of, of the whole thing. So, uh, and I always try and enjoy myself, and if I do, the audience does as well. Um, so yeah, I suppose come and come and hear the the greatest hits from the last twenty five years, and uh, um, that's that's uh, hopefully enticing enough. Oh, I'm sure it is. And people can get the tickets now. I'm sorry because I thought they weren't even live yet, but they are actually live, are they? Oh yes, they're all on sale. Yeah, Ticketmaster.com. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Ticketmaster.com. Get over there, folks. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing amalgamation. 25 years, you can't believe it, of Jack Lukeman. It's going to be unbelievable. Well, look, Jack, thank you so much. And, and you know what? Before I let you go, I do have to ask, because I noticed that you were actually touring with Jewel Hollands and Sting. I'd love to get what that experience was like. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been lucky uh, during the summer. I've toured with Jewel's quite a bit over the few years. Mm. That's always great. And, you know, you get to, uh, you know... Uh, meet all these great musicians that he plays with and I was lucky then during the summer to open for Sting in Germany and uh, I mean Sting has been in, in my life since I was a kid you know we, mm. one of the first singles was Walking on the Moon myself and my brother got it and uh, so to to stand side stage and see Sting and meet Sting and uh, I know his son his son uh, Joe Sumner supported me uh, in New York uh, a while back so uh, I, I knew Joe um, so it was great to meet his father Sting and uh, it was uh, I was uh, you know standing side stage singing a, a musical genius like that you know play yeah. an instrument and sing those songs is you're the richest man in the world you know to, to see that and to have the privilege Best seat in the house Oh absolutely yeah yeah without a doubt Unbelievable Well look Jack I cannot B-I-I-I-I-I-P yeah, <laughs> that is literally about as very important as you can get. Uh, geez, without you, the first half of the sh- half hour of the show doesn't exist. So seriously, kudos, Jack. I mean, your your career even so far in music has been incredible, and the fact that you're still able to deliver the quality of the product that you do, and still in that Jack Lukeman distinctive sound and and unique approach to music, I think it's phenomenal. And I think that that night in the Three Arena is going to be amazing. So best of luck, especially for Echo On that's coming out on. September 19th. Cannot wait to get my hands on it. Thanks so much for taking the time, sir. Thanks a million. Thank you so much.